sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, here with Becky Ivins. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Why don't I sit in that chair, you sit over here, and it'll be the Mark Carr Real Estate Team. (laughs) (laughs) Does that work? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, So, well, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Boy, we've really enjoyed some great weather lately, haven't we? It it has really been nice. It almost makes you forget those tiny, tiny little numbers that were our temperatures for so long. <laughs> when they were negative 10. Yeah, there you go. Wind chill was wind chilled, uh, yeah. negative 24. Uh, and the thing is, even when it's cold outside, we have wind. So I wanted to bring Larry Robbins in because we're going to talk a lot about insurance and how to deal with an insurance claim. But... First, let's talk about the damage that is done to your roof, the typical roof in from the winter weather. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> like anything else, it's negative 24 one day, right? Then a couple of days later, it's up in the 50s. We're about to experience this week. It's going to be 82 on Monday and Tuesday, and then it's going to be in the 40s and 50s two days later, right? And so... <clears throat> Believe it or not, that that affects shingles and roofing a lot. Uh, saying, what happens? Do they just become brittle, or what's well, they get brittle, but they. Um, as an example, we got that couple of inches of snow, right? Right. So the snow begins to melt, and the roof's been super cold, and so you lose granules, which are what protect your are part of the protection of your shingles. So. Um, just about every roof inspection we do, we find granules in the gutters, uh, especially after you uh, experience a cold spell like that. So how can you help not, not get that? I mean, do, do you have a great big umbrella to put over the house? Mm-hmm. Maybe move to Florida. I don't know. Um, the shingles have feelings. They get cold in the yeah in the wintertime. Yeah. I mean, we have to be very particular uh, in the wintertime about what days we roof. You know, the shingle manufacturers, we talked about this last time I was on, they recommend 40 degrees and sunny. Uh, we prefer, like, you know, 50 and sunny. Um, but, yeah, I drive around all the time seeing other companies roofing when it's freezing outside. So just want to be careful about when you do that. This was a great week to roof something, wasn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. We got a lot done this week. Good. Good. (laughs) Listener, if you want to join the conversation today, if you have a question about your roof or any subject about real estate, you can call us at 840-1000. That's 405-840-1000 and be a part of the show. Okay. So what months can you roof a house? I mean, are there sort of like unspoken rules there? It's just really about the temperatures. I mean, when it was that cold, I, we didn't do much that whole entire month. Um, just because even when it, you know, got up above uh, zero, <laughs> it's still <laughs> extremely cold 
Right. You know, so well, especially with the wind right. that we have. Yeah. yeah. Is there a wind threshold that you go if it's too windy? I mean, it's got to be dangerous to be on a roof with that much, you know, if it's 30 mile an hour winds. Well, the house we did for you on 106 ended up turning really windy that day. So um, the biggest, I mean, wind, if it's, if it's forecasted to blow 50 miles an hour, we're not going to work. But if it's 20, 30 mile an hour, we're, you know, and it's warm, we're still going to get out there and get after it. It's not the (laughs) discomfort of the roofer that you're really guarding against. It's the safety measure, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And so we... I mean, we've roofed on some pretty windy days, and fortunately, nobody was ever hurt. So, um, think about it is in Oklahoma, if you wait to play golf, if for the wind to, the to stop wind blowing, to stop. You're, you'll never play golf, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. Um, to some extent, we we don't have any choice but to to roof in the wind. Right. Uh, I'm just. This is just a curiosity question for me. Okay. What's the difference in roofing? Uh, a six pitch house as opposed to a 12. <laughs> well, a 612, just about anybody can walk a 612. Okay, explain the difference of what you're talking about. What's a six? What's a 12? Okay, so it's the steepness of the roof. Okay, so this is a six. And I know we're not on television, <laughs> but this is for At you, Mark. He is, this yeah, is a he six, is, and this is a twelve. <laughs> He's inclining his hand a degree. Well, it's, and it's, it's uh, the rise per feet, per foot, right? Right. Yeah. And so, for every six feet across, right, that, like parallel to the ground, basically, every six feet, you go, you go. No, for every twelve feet across, you go six feet up. That's a six slope, right? It's and then a geometry question, <laughs> yeah, right. And then, but like the roof at my house is a twelve, so that means for twelve feet across, it's twelve feet up. How is a roofer to stand on that? They have to use ropes and harnesses. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and sponges. They like sponges. To, yeah, like cushions. You see them like oh, sitting see, on a cushion, yeah, sitting on yeah. a cushion up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. When, don't those all damage the roof? Putting them on. Well, if you're, I mean, if you're not careful, it can be. I mean, the roofers, the roofers sometimes argue about the fact that it's more dangerous to have a rope and a harness on than it is to use their cushions. So, huh. um, but from an OSHA perspective, they want you roped and harnessed. And OSHA being. Safety. The, the sa- yeah, yeah, safety. Yeah, the safety. <laughs> the organization that's in charge For of safety of and health. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, safety. safety in the workplace. Yes, that's it. <clears throat> we have a caller on the line. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You got a question? Uh, so I, I just have a question. Um, you know, it's about deductibles. Why would the state of Oklahoma make it illegal? And I'll, I'll just take this off the air. But why would the state of Oklahoma make it illegal for roofing contractors to waive a deductible and make it more difficult for an Oklahoma homeowner to get the roof replaced when in the economy that we're in, you know, it's been widely (laughs) told to everybody that, uh, you know, most families don't have $1,000 in savings, let alone a $2,500 or up to $5,000 that it might cost to replace a roof. 
uh, for paying your deductible. Why would the state do that? Well, here's the thing. We're going to talk about that right after we get finished with our break. It's a great question, Michael. We, we will be right back with that right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. And right before the break, we had a caller that asked a, a great question about the deductible. And so, Becky, that you and I can start the discussion on the deductible about the why was his question. Okay, yes, why do lawmakers make it so difficult for the citizens of Oklahoma uh, by requiring that everybody pay the de- their insurance deductible instead of the roofing company being able to just forgive the deductible? Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a lot to say about this, but it's why doesn't really matter why the lawmakers did that. The fact is they did it. It's kind of like why do you have to stop at a stoplight if there's no cars coming from the other direction? Every now and then you're on a road, you're like, why is this road 35 miles an hour instead of 45? It doesn't matter. Why? I mean, that's a whole different set. Skill set is going up against the lawmakers right. and making them make a decision and change the laws on the book. It's our job just to abide by what they have. In, I mean, what they're going to enforce. Now, my understanding of this, and I, and I could be wrong, and you can correct me, Larry, you can correct me on this, that it's, it's kind of always been wrong to do that deductible but it was done it's kind of like it's was illegal or it's not it's against the law to speed but everybody is speeding but they changed the uh consequences to it and made it more prevalent right and it's kind of like you know speeding five miles over the speed limit versus speeding in a school zone right has a lot more consequences is that is that a because they've Put teeth to, you can't do this now. Well, it's a felony. Yeah, you're so it big is, F felony. It is a felony to defraud the insurance company yeah. in this manner. The, not only that, guys, but the insurance companies know what the market value is. Like in Oklahoma, it's going to be different in Oklahoma than it is Texas, than it is in Colorado, so forth and so on. So when the insurance company writes an estimate for Becky Ivins or for Mark Carr, they know what the standard is. There's a couple of different um, estimating uh, softwares out there. Um, But the deductible is part of that claim. And the insurance companies expect the homeowner to take, based on the policy that they write, they expect the homeowner to take care of their part of that responsibility. It's kind of like the emergency fund in the Dave Ramsey budget. Mm-hmm. You have to have your deductible as an emergency fund. You know, years ago when my kids were all driving, I I had very low deductibles. My insurance cost more because I did that. But the chances of me having to use that insurance was pretty great with <laughs> yes <yeah>. with <laughs> absolutely. four kids who were busy and had to get places fast, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you, 
and most people, I mean, was it Michael that called in? Yes. Okay. Michael, check your insurance policy mm. because I'm, I, I'll tell you, I don't think you're going to find a $1,000 deductible. Usually nowadays, deductibles are like 1% of the insured value of the house. We've seen this high as 4%. And 2% is very prevalent as well. Yeah. Roofed a house that was, uh, what that house sell for it was getting ready to close this week so we won't say what it sold for between 250 and 300,000 mm-hmm. okay uh and the deductible on that roof was $5400 and the folks my sellers were out of state and they just kept arguing everybody does this i'll just find another roofer that yeah. will do it and i said that's like going to someone asking for a hitman and they go, uh, you, no, I'm not going to do this because it's illegal. And you're going, it's okay, I'll just go find another hitman. No. I mean, it's a felony to, to do this. And I think that the greater listening audience out there might not be aware of that because it was a very big deal when that was changed. A very big deal. A um, couple years ago, right? There are actually... Since 2015. Oh, well, time flies. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, <clears throat> most people's insurance deductible is 1% or 2% of sure. the the insured value of your house. That's not what it would sell for. That's not what the county assessor says it's worth. That's not what your appraiser says it's worth or your purchase price if you're doing a sale. It is the insured value of the home, which what it would is cost to rebuild it replacement cost yes. of the home. Yep. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about it, that's the other thing that um, our listeners should know is uh, I visited with two different ladies this past weekend or this past week. And one of them got a notification that they were not renewing her policy because she has not replaced her roof. Her roof is 11 years old. Um, and then the other lady got notification um, that they were taking her full replacement away and changing it to actual cash value. You know, that was a thing back in the 80s and 90s, <clears throat> uh, maybe 2000s even, is that the if your roof was over 10 years old for some companies, 5 years old for other companies, it was just an automatic. Uh, your roof, not the whole policy, yeah. but your roof re, uh, insurance goes down to actual cash value, which means if it's a 20-year roof and it's been on there 11 years, you're going to get less than half the price minus your deductible. Yeah. So you, if it's $20,000, you're likely to get something like three or $4,000. That's that's correct. And so we, we say it every time I come on. It seems like we're talking more insurance than we are roofing. But, <laughs> we, I mean, 95% of our claims or our roofing is, is insurance claims. So, again, just visit with your agent and know that you know that you know what your policy is, what your deductible is, what the ramic, at what point are they going to switch you to ACV based on the age of your roof? Because all the insurance companies are different. So, right. Yeah. Right. And then there, the roof claims on insurance. Let's just say you've your deductible is five thousand. You've got the five thousand. You're willing to pay it. 
but your insurance company says you don't have enough hail damage to replace the roof, what do you do then? That's why you need a trustworthy contractor um, to help. I mean, we have, uh, let's see, Joel Maxwell. Do you, do you know Joel? I don't know Joel. He knows you. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> I know Joel. <laughs> anyway, when it comes to an insurance claim, a lot of times if the contractor doesn't meet the adjuster, the adjuster misses things. And so just because you get a printout, um, of an estimate from an insurance company doesn't mean that that's, you know, that that's the final deal. Right. Um, most every claim that we look at, we have to supplement because they missed this or missed that. And so the one you um, did for me on Monday of, of this week had a sizable supplement to it. Yeah. It, uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was, but, um, it was, I don't know, two, three, four thousand $4,000, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's very common. But the general public think that, okay, I've got my estimate, I got my first check, you know, everything's good. And so a lot of times, and people say, well, why do you want to see my paperwork? So we can get everybody on the same page and so that we can make sure that you're getting paid for what you're supposed to be paid for. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you bring up the code. If you mention code ordinance, they're like, what's that? So there's so many things now in our industry that, are out of code. And so the question on the table is, does your insurance policy have code ordinance coverage in it? And so most people don't have a clue what that is. Do you know something? I was caught without that on one house and it cost a fortune because they had to tear the roof off and redeck it, redeck it, which was all out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. And so Larry (laughs) told me, he goes, Becky, call your insurance agent and tell them to put code coverage on there. So I called Brad Russell, mm-hmm. my state farm agent, and I said, Brad, I don't know what this is going to cost me, but I need code coverage on all of my structure policies. Yeah. And it was like 30 or $35 a year yeah, for each not one. Very, yeah, not very much. And especially when it, was, it cost me something like $10,000 to do decking yeah. uh, on that one house. So risk yeah. reward on that's really, really great. We have Terry on the line. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. I have a question, please. Go ahead, Terry. Can you explain recoverable depreciation to me? I do not understand it. I'll be offline and off air and I'll listen. You know, we're breaking down the insurance claim and we are definitely going to cover recoverable depreciation because that's a big deal. And then we also are going to talk about how to file it, when to file it. The roofing show has become an insurance claim show. <laughs> and that's actually what we intended to cover, to cover because it's impo- re- just extremely important. And, and most roofs are done through insurance claims. Right. So. Right. So we've, our word of the day, by the way, is depreciation. <laughs> so, and that's going to be here after the break. Yeah, we'll dive into it because that'll take a little bit for us to go into. Yeah, it will. And then what is the, I mean, what other things do we need to kind of be thinking about the steps in, well, like if there's a mortgage on the property, mm-hmm. why is the check made out to the mortgage company instead of the roofing company or the homeowner? Yeah. There, uh, 
We're going to break it down, tell you exactly what to do and when to do it. All right. We'll be right back with all these things right after this on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, here with Becky Ivins and our special guest, Larry Robbins from Robbins Roofing. And it is time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. You can give them a call at 405-728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, what's our word of the day? Okay. Well, it is depreciation, but recoverable depreciation uh, as it is in the insurance industry. And in recoverable depreciation is the gap between the replacement cost and the actual cash value. Now, I'm going to use a car to uh, demonstrate this. When you wreck a car and say it's totaled, does your insurance company pay you for a new car? Maybe your car's six years old. Is the insurance company going to replace your six-year-old vehicle for its actual cash value or are they going to get you a new one, brand new? And that would be replacement cost. Mm. And I don't know that that's – I don't think this is available in the marketplace, by the way, on cars. But this is just an example. <laughs> uh, and so over time, the vehicle depreciates over a six-year period of time. Most vehicles – I don't know how long a vehicle you typically – Runs, but let's just say 20 years. Okay. Well, if it's six years old, that is going to be a six twentieth of... Of the lifespan. Right. Yeah. So they're only going to pay that much to replace that vehicle. Same thing on a roof. Insurance companies, you have an actual cash value. They're going to pay to replace that roof. Now, it's not a possibility to use six-year-old shingles to replace that roof. So they do it in a monetary value. They de- they depreciate the value of the roof that they're replacing. And so it's you have to pay the difference. If you have an actual cash value policy, ACV policy, it's called. And even on a replacement total replacement policy, they only initially pay you for the ACV, the actual cash value. Once you get it replaced, they literally send someone out there to look to be sure that the work got done. Then you get your recoverable depreciation. You can recover that depreciation Mm. to where you now have you're made whole, basically, less your deductible, which we've already talked about that. Is that about right, so, Larry? That's right. You've explained it perfectly. Uh, the challenge is, is that, again, most people don't understand it. Um, <clears throat> that's why the whole, oh, I'm going to get three bids thing doesn't really work because 
let's just say it's $20,000 claim and they've withheld $8,000 in depreciation and you go get three bids and you get a bid for close to the 20,000, you get a bid for 18,000, you get a you know a really cheap bid for 14,000. Well, somehow you either have to be dishonest and turn in a fake invoice because if you hire the if you hire the guy for fourteen thousand, you can't get your depreciation back because the insurance company is going to pay based on what you turn into them, right? But the thing is, is so many people get that first check, and because like Miss the homeowner that called in, <clears throat> he wanted to know what recoverable depreciation is. Well, that recoverable depreciation, if you have full replacement. Is part of the claim, and you'll get that when your contractor sends in a final invoice or a certificate of completion, and that's how you get your recoverable depreciation. Some depreciation is not recoverable, and that would be on the actual <clears throat> cash value or ACV policies. Right. If you don't have total replacement, they're not going to pay you for that. But just an example, roof went on this week, and... I think they got a check for something like $13,000 to start with. Yeah. And I don't recall, I think it was like $29,000 roof. It was a little something. over, I think it was thirty, right at thirty. Right at 30000 Well, <clears throat> the initial roof claim on that from the insurance company was about $25,000. Yeah. And so you recovered not only the recoverable depreciation, which was in the policy. It wasn't like you did a big deal on that. Yeah. You just did your job, right? Yeah, right. But what you did on this roof is collect another nearly $5,000 of things that the insurance had not covered. And this was involved in a sale. So, of course, a buyer wants everything done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they, they were fussing over paying the $5,400 deductible. And then a relative that's in the business explained it to them, said, hey, it's illegal to do that. You are defrauding the insurance company if you don't pay your deductible. And in Oklahoma, it's now punishable with a felony conviction, right? That's correct. And then you end up getting uh, almost their whole deductible back for them in the roof claim. Because of the supplemental claim. And and supplements are very normal. It's it, it's just something that happens on nine out of ten claims. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's important that I always tell everybody our objective is to help our homeowners understand the process and to get everybody on the same page. That's why it's important that we meet with the adjuster so that the scope is the same because – with the exception of a few insurance companies, we use the same estimating software. So as long as contractor and adjuster are on the same page, everybody wins. Homeowner wins. Insurance company's happy because they've got a reputable contractor that's willing to work within their prices. And we just create a triple win by doing that. What, is, what are the steps of an insurance claim? And how do you know when to file a claim? Well, that's a... That's a loaded question. Um, I'm known for those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last year, the first big storm hit April 19th. Okay. That's on a lot of storm dates. We had several storms last year after that. And so sometimes 
Sometimes if you've got leaks, you want to go ahead and file your claim and get your roof taken care of. But a lot of people want to wait till after storm season. Right. And so maybe you file a claim then. Um, you have um, to file it within a, what period of time? It's different for different insurance companies. But um, typically now one about one year. One year. Yeah. yeah. And I've listed many homes where it needed a new roof. They're insured. We file the insurance claim only to find out that Aunt Jenny, who owned the house that the family's selling, collected the first payment on the insurance and never put the roof on. Mm. And it and many most times it's a replacement policy. They could have collected for the whole thing. Right. But if you don't do the work yeah. with in a year of I mean you have to file the claim, but then you actually have to get the work done also. Well, let's talk about that a little further. The other thing is when an when an insurance adjuster shows up at your property, he's gonna look at everything on the property. He's going to look at your storage shed. He's going to look at your window screens. He's going to look for paint chips. Your um, air conditioning unit outside. Air conditioning unit. And part of what we do when we meet them is to make sure they do all of that, make sure that they do their job properly. Um, Well, and the thing is that you did a claim for me at my house in Cobblestone. mm -hmm. And they... I mean, the insurance company didn't have the pool as part of it, but there were chipped tiles from this big hail. Right. And there were the lawn furniture would have begun to rust because it had chips all over it. Yeah. So you ended up getting us our tile, and we didn't have to, we had extra tile, so we didn't have to replace all the tiles but the chipped ones. Sure. And the labor on that's pretty expensive. Yes. So, uh, Having a great roofing company that knows what they're doing and will take the extra time. Because Larry didn't make any money, by the way, on getting my lawn furniture replaced <laughs> no. and getting my pool tile repaired. But he took care of what I needed done. It's just part of the service. It's part of trying to get people what uh, they deserve from their insurance company. and Because um, the things that surprise people are like gutters. And uh, chimneys, like you, you so you one look at chimneys. house we just finished, uh, the insurance company didn't include the chimney cap. Yeah, so <clears throat> I had to get a bid from a chimney cap company on the very on the back end. They're three weeks out before they could get it, and so the homeowner said, "Like, do I have damage on my chimney cap?" I said, "Yeah." So we had to send in pictures, and so the whole purpose of allowing us to help you through the process is again to create a win for everybody to get everybody on the same page and if you go look at our reviews almost every homeowner will mention that they so appreciate the service of helping them through the claim Uh, the one we just finished in cobblestone the initial estimate was uh, i believe forty thousand dollars they had the wrong shingle identified they just had it as a normal laminate shingle well it was a grand manor so right they so it went from forty thousand dollars to sixty two thousand dollars just for and the so, material yeah yeah so the homeowner is extremely extremely happy with the fact especially because she's on the go all the time just like you and so she was extremely happy with the fact that i was able to handle all that for her. and it does come down to trust but we have nothing to gain by trying to do anything dishonest like it's all about trying to create a win for the homeowner 
You guys wonder who we're talking to? We're talking to Larry Robbins of Robbins Roofing, a personal friend of mine. And we've done a lot of business for you over the years. And the mutual trust is, I would consider it extremely high, almost off the charts. So if you want to give Larry a call at 728-3700-728-3700. And we'll be right back with more right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Smoking hot deals brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn, on 63rd, just west of Meridian, at 505 East Main Street in Yukon, and on May Avenue, just north of Hefner Road. Okay, you ready for smoking, a smoking hot deal? I'm ready for it. It's in Mustang, Mustang Heights, uh, not Mustang Heights. It's Rolling Acres in Mustang. And it's Mustang Elementary School, the original elementary the school original Mustang. in Mustang. And uh, by the way, they've got the most educated of the teachers in the older schools. Is real typical. Like you have more master's level teachers hmm. in the schools that have been there the longest. Yeah, they've been there right? for a while. Yep. Um, because they have to continue their education. Uh, this house is on situated on two acres. So that's, first of all, first cool deal. It's about 2,600 square feet, built in the late 80s. It's got a cathedral ceiling in the living room, uh, two and a half bathrooms. That's important. And most people don't realize that that extra half bathroom in most plans also gives you a few extra inches in your the width of your hallways. Mm. Uh, the kitchens are set out to be a little bit bigger. The closets are bigger. Every Everything's just scaled up a little bit once you add that half bath to it. Uh, but it's it's got a huge covered patio in the back, so it's a pretty home. Uh, and it is $400,000. If that's ringing a bell for you, you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on search listings. You'll see it right there at the top. You can take a virtual tour or you can schedule an in-person tour. Yeah, look for that virtual tour because you can literally take your phone and just kind of tilt, like put your phone on its side, tilt it forward just a tad, and it'll start walking you through the house. Yeah. Wow, we, you awesome. don't have to use VR goggles for it. It's just... Uh, a feature that we love, and very few people do this. It's kind of expensive. But for a larger house like this, to tell, you don't know, you might get a still picture of a bedroom, but where is that bedroom located? So you can tell that when you walk through the house. So that's pretty cool. Well, we're going to continue with Larry Robbins of Robbins Roofing, right, Mark? It is. Last segment. If you have a question, a quick question, would we do a lightning round if we have a few people that's Call in. It's 840 Okay, Larry. Now, when to file an insurance claim is when you see other people in your house, in your neighborhood, roofing their house, you might want to file an insurance claim so that you can collect. But what's the first step? My insurance guy, and I use Brad Russell with State Farm, mm-hmm. right? And I know better than to call his office to start with because he has educated me and informed me, well, first call Larry Robbins 
because he'll go out there and look at your roof and tell you if there's enough damage to file an insurance claim. Yeah, let's talk about roof inspections. Okay. Sometimes sometimes a neighbor, because a neighbor's getting a roof, the next neighbor will say, well, I should get a roof. Hail's funny. It's funny how it falls. And so uh, one roof might be completely smashed, and the other one may only have minor damage. It's, it's really kind of strange how that happens. You um, know, when I was a little kid, about eight years old, it in Midwest City, it we had it looked like giant uh, cotton balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were the size of softballs mm-hmm. in our backyard. Wow! But our front yard didn't have any hail, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was deep hail too. I mean, like it was on the ground more than one deep. So on that note. Most insurance adjusters, when they come to inspect your property, they are by guidelines and their job is to only pay for what's damaged. And so that's sometimes hard for a homeowner to understand that, oh, he's paying for my gutters on the west side and the north side, but he's not paying for my gutters on the east side and the south side, and he's not paying for my downspouts. Well, they literally look at everything, and if they can't find damage, they don't pay for it. So just because you have one run of gutters that's got you know, 10 hail dents in it, it doesn't mean they're going to pay for the other gutters. And so, again, that that can be a challenge and, and part of the claims process as well. Um, <clears throat> so on the, they only pay what it's, what you're insured for and what is damaged. But how about the, you know, the first step is to call have your roof inspected. Have your roof inspected by a good licensed roofer. And good roofers many times come from the insurance industry uh, because they know how claims work. Yeah. And then uh, then you file an insurance claim with your agent, and your insurance agent will call it in and call it in to the home office, right. and the home office will assign an adjuster. And then the adjuster comes out and climbs the roof. The homeowner's informed, okay, uh, Joe Blow is the adjuster on this. And so he'll be going to look at the roof. Here's the important part. Have your good trusted roofer meet the insurance adjuster so that it is a shortened process. Right, Larry? Shorten process and gets everybody on the same page. That's the that's the objective. And you meet insurance adjusters a Let, lot. Let's talk about insurance adjusters real okay. quick. Because there are, don't be mean because there there's are some very, really nice ones. Yes, <laughs> but there are very few actual adjusters that we're meeting. They're sending third parties. Oh. So basically the third party comes out, does the inspection for the insurance company, and then they turn it over to a desk adjuster. And the desk, the desk adjuster is who puts the estimate together and makes the final decision on what they're paying for and what they're not. So, uh, We're asked often to send pictures yeah. to the adjuster, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the third party, that's, that's part of their job as well is to mark the damage and to send pictures as well. But if there's a supplement process, the desk adjuster is going to want photos and an explanation of, well, why – why are you sending a supplement for, you know, 80 more feet of gutters? Well, I have to prove that I found damage that maybe the third party didn't find. And so it is a process. And last year it was a long process 
um, because the insurance companies were so overwhelmed. And there was a lot of damage last year in the metro area. We're still roofing houses from last year's damage. Wow. So, um, it, And here we are, yeah. not very far from storm season. Right. <laughs> well, and so after you <clears throat> first call your trusted roofer to come do a roofing inspection. Preferably Robin's Roofing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're not the only good roofer oh, no. out there. Robin's no. Roofing isn't. But I will tell you, it's the one I trust. Okay. And the other thing, the next thing you do is call your insurance agent. You have the roofer meet the adjuster. Now, if there's interior damage, and do check inside closets and stuff on the ceiling to see if there's a leak so that you can get all the coverage. And then you end up with uh, a claim that your roofer is going to help you through every detail of that claim. Thank you so much, Larry Robbins, for being here. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for being with us. Listener, thanks for being with us this week. If there's something you need, go to BeckyIvans.com. Click on Becky's Favorites. You'll see Larry right there at the top. And you have a great, great week. Be a good day. May the Lord always watch over you. And may all of your hopes turn to wishes. And may all of your wishes come true.